1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, February 10th. As always, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., Ian Cameron. Uh, if you're wondering, where is Alex B. Smith? Um, we got some bad news here. He is really having a under-the-weather situation right now as far as a sickness. Uh, barely can get out of bed when he does. He has nauseous, bouts of nausea. It's um, un- brutally unfortunate, and he is... Uh, as frustrated as can be because of all times for this to hit him Super Bowl weekend and our live bet cast tonight, which is very much questionable now uh, to participate in. So we um, shout out Alex. We hope you're feeling better soon, my friend. Uh, just awful timing. That's really all you can say. So no Alex here on The Daily Show. He did send in his uh, bets, at least for the early games. He'll probably send in the night card, you know, if he can get around to doing it. He's in. He's in rough shape right now, but we wish him well. So it'll be me and, of course, Zach Urban back with us, our Saturday guest here. On, no, there is a BetCast still. BetCast is still going on tonight. Uh, it'll still uh, business, The show must go on, and Alex would want it that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, very unfortunate. We hope Alex gets better soon. Zach, my friend, we have not seen you in a couple of weeks. Of course, we had no a <clears throat> Saturday show last week due to the All-Star break. Uh, how have things been for you the last couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, things have been good. Life's been good. Uh, no complaints over here. Missing a little bit of hockey last weekend, but glad we got her back this Saturday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm glad the real real stuff's back for sure. There's no question about that. Uh, and uh, I was ready for uh, the real thing to return, obviously after the the All Star weekend's not my thing. You know, over under ten minutes that I watch from start to finish for skills and the All Star game combined, and, and you might not be rushing to bet the over with that. So that pretty much tells you where I'm at uh, as far as the All Star festivities are concerned just briefly last night we had uh, a few games on the nhl card three in fact uh shout out to mark andre fleury look i was on the losing end of that because i took pittsburgh the over fell short as well unfortunately but he was very good uh give him credit 34 shots faced pittsburgh really put on a push when they were trailing 3-2 last night against minnesota Uh, but they fall short and mark andre fleury with a Uh, It seemed like it was poetic almost to have that kind of performance, especially in the third period in his 1,000th game. They, of course, honored him before the game. Uh, The Wild get a nice 3-2 win last night. The New York Rangers pulled one through, even though it was not easy. Chicago continues to not make life easy uh, on their opponent, but the Rangers found a way to survive 4-3 overtime win. Mika Zibanejad scoring the game winner. Um, And I think when you look at that game as well, uh, team total over for me cashes. Uh, Alex like the uh, Rangers team total over as well. Had to sweat it out, but it eventually got there thanks to the Rangers' uh, overtime win 4-3 uh, last night. And then in the third game, look, I have no regrets taking Anaheim. I mean, I thought the spot was good. The price was excellent. What, plus 250, you know, on Anaheim before puck dropped. You the bubble burst theory that Edmonton, you know, when they have that 16-game losing streak snap, put it this way. If you're in the dressing room, Zach, someone that's played, as you have, of a team that's won 16 in a row and you have that streak snapped, would you personally find it difficult mentally to play that next game after you've just had a 16-game win streak snapped?
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that plays a factor. Uh, I was definitely leaning a little bit towards the Ducks uh, yesterday as well. So Uh, Edmonton seems like they're finding ways to win. Caner with the Hattie last night, so that was good for him. I'm sure he's been a little bit dry, I think, as of late, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, it's wild.
1: No doubt no glad du- to see
0: the streak get broken to be 100% honest.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, Mr. Flames fan here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I'm sure he, he had a pop the champagne, I'm sure, wherever he was after that uh, loss to Vegas. Yeah,
0: I might have yeah. been watching it and might have celebrated on that, that Vegas goal there late, so.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he had, I think he got it. I think he got into a little, uh, celebrating there. after that (laughs) The game ended a little too much partying and whooping it up over Edmonton's demise, but Edmonton's demise lasted one game because they did bounce back and they won last night. But yes, Jeffrey, great point. I did end up splitting up the Anaheim bet with the team total, which was a very wise decision on my part. In fact, when I sent out my NHL card to my subscribers at dub club and again, I gotta promote the Dub Club once in a while here on this show. It's all sports. It's NHL, NBA, college basketball. My NFL Super Bowl reports posted. dubclubwin r Bobano. The link is on my new Twitter account at Uh It's the best bargain in, from a sports betting subscription you'll you'll ever get because the, the number of plays you get. I'm an extreme high volume better, as you know, and I very much uh, tell you what units to bet that I'm betting personally on each bet. That's something I don't do on the Patreon card, but it is something we do with the uh, – because, look, we can, I basically put my entire NHL card on Patreon. But, you know, the subscribers that I have had long-term with Dub Club and the personal email subscribers, you know, a couple of them have gotten pissed off that I've done that because Patreon is not the same subscription fee as the, the Dub Club subscribers. So I have to hold something back. That's why there's people that ask me, Ian, you never post your unit amounts of your NHL bets on Patreon. Well, I do that for the Dub Club personal subscribers in all sports for me because and I've got to hold something back because they're paying more than the Patreon subscribers do. So that's why, you know, I run things that way. But uh, still, you get everything through there. uh, And uh, definitely, like I said, uh, that is um, worth mentioning because uh, Dub Club, it's only seventy five dollars a month for all sports with that. Uh, and by the way, like getting back to this um, Edmonton game, we did have the team total with Anaheim. John Gibson got injured by the way, uh, in that game as well. Lukas Dostal had to uh, take it over, uh, did a pretty solid job coming in cold. He hasn't played either since before the all-star break and made a couple of big saves. Ducks didn't really play great defensively in that third <clears throat> couple of those goals and Edmonton survives and finds a way with a five, three win against uh, Anaheim. Uh, Zach, uh, uh, you usually don't get to see much of the Friday card, but any thoughts?
0: Oh, uh, Yeah, I didn't really watch uh, any of it. I just kind of box scored, watch a bit. So uh had no idea really what went on. Just saw that Kaner got the hat trick for Edmonton and then kind of hit the hay.
1: You know what's funny is that was a newly put together line by the uh, Edmonton Oilers and Chris Knobloch with Evander Kane there and Corey Perry up on that line as well. Uh, and it looked like there was some instant chemistry developed between those two guys on that line. So keep an eye on that. Maybe that's something to watch for uh, moving forward. That, uh, you know, I think probably probably a good chance we see that line intact tonight when Edmonton is in action once again uh, for the uh, game against the uh, LA Kings. And a reminder, uh, before we get into this um, Saturday NHL card and break it all down, we do want to remind you that even with Alex's status, probably more toward doubtful now for the uh, Betcast tonight, it's still going to move on as uh, scheduled uh, tonight, Super Bowl weekend, Super Saturday, NHL Live Betcast, 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight, uh, the Colorado-Florida game. Starts at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. That's why we're starting it uh, an hour earlier than normal. We want to be on the air for that game. That's an outstanding game, Uh, Avalanche and Panthers. Uh, So 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Again, DM or email me for a spot on the BetCast, and we will send the link. I know a few people have already uh, gotten in contact requesting the link for the uh, BetCast here tonight. So uh, we're looking forward to it. It's our first of four BetCasts here in the month of February. Uh, the other one that we announced yesterday, that's public and free for all, just like this one is tonight, will be on Tuesday, February 27th. And check out the slate of games on that Tuesday, February 27th. It's incredible. Like there's there's one great game after another. There's Dallas, Colorado that night. There's Pittsburgh, Vancouver that night. Uh, it is an absolutely loaded schedule and a lot of quality games as well. Tuesday night, February 27th. So we're looking forward to that second public free-for-all BetCast as well uh, here in the month of February. But again, tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. uh, Make sure you're there for our Super Bowl weekend Saturday night uh, Ice Guys live BetCast. All right, let's get into this card. It is 13 games deep, and we will begin with the first of a whopping five afternoon games here taking place. And four of them all start about an hour from now, less than an hour from now, at 1 p.m. Eastern, including the St. Louis Blues taking on the Buffalo Sabres, Buffalo minus 165 home favorites, six the total here, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Of course, for these two, and by the way, this is the first of the ABC Saturday hockey doubleheader. Uh, this is the first of the two games in that doubleheader. Uh, the other one, of course, is Washington-Boston. I believe Bobby and is doing the play-by-play for this game. One of the best, actually, if you ask me for national hockey broadcasters, Bob and he'll be calling this game. Uh, St. Louis um, entered the break playing pretty good hockey. They did drop the final game before the break, one nothing to Columbus. Remember, that spot was a little tricky for them. They had the great road trip beating Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, the overtime win against L.A., uh, and then they uh, just hit a wall. That whole game was miserable. It was one of the worst games I've seen all year, that Jackets-Blues game. Right before the uh, All Star break, and sure enough, it ended up being uh, a one to nothing uh, victory for Columbus. It was a terrible hockey game. I, I, I wish I hadn't spent a minute watching it. Quite honestly, uh, yes, it is. It's it, this one's a free for all public betcast, Nate. Uh, it's not Patreon exclusive. This one tonight, so uh, you definitely can join us if you like. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Your Blues were playing good hockey, f- uh, five and one entering the break, but does the break disrupt their momentum? We've seen instances of that, Zach. We saw Florida lose the first game out of the break against the Flyers when they were rolling going into the break. Meanwhile, the Flyers sucked going into the break. And sometimes the break can be a reset button for you, especially when you're not playing well. Flyers now have won two in a row, you know, coming out of the break after not playing well. They beat the Penguins and the Jets this week. So, you know, I'd I'd be worried about backing a team like St. Louis that was playing well going into the break. And it's very difficult to get that rhythm and get that momentum back, you know, when you've been off for this kind of uh, period of time. That being said, do you want to lay a buck 65 with Buffalo? I don't. Uh, Now, I know they showed a little bit better, you know, in the later part of January toward the end of the break. You know, they are a four and three team in their last seven games, so they have played a little bit better. Problem is, you look at the wins. Two of them were against the lowly San Jose Sharks. One of them was against Chicago and the other was against L.A. with L.A. at their most vulnerable, struggling mightily at the time the Sabres played L.A., uh, and beat them. So how much do you want to make of that uh, Sabres uh, four and three here in the last seven games? Not a whole lot of quality victories, if you know what I mean, uh, on that resume. Uh, Joel Hofer in net for St. Louis here. Uko pekka Lukonen, uh in goal for the Sabres. I do like the draw a little bit here. I do think it could be a pretty competitive game. Uh, and even more than that, uh, what I'm interested in here for this game is we have seen this a lot here. Uh, we've we've done these Saturday shows, and we've seen uh, a a good amount of afternoon early start games on these Saturdays. We're seeing a lot of first period overs hitting in these in these early games. Okay, we've we're seeing a lot of them, a lot of these early games where that are going over in the first period. Uh, last week, or I should say, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I know Matt Robinson when he was on the show brought this up once that. We've seen a lot of first-period overs in these early afternoon games on a Saturday. This one definitely fits the criteria of a first-period over, which I do like. Over 1.5, minus 125 first-period. I also like the full-game over, uh, 6 here, minus 118 with the Blues and the Sabres. Definitely an over-series history. How about 8 straight to the over between these two teams? Perfect, 8-0. and over the total in the last eight meetings between the St. Louis blues and Buffalo Sabres, I mean, four, three, five, two, five, one, five, three, six, two, six, two, five, three, six, four. mean it's been definitely over palooza, if you will, uh, for uh, when these two teams go head to head. Plus it's the first game post all-star break for both teams. You haven't seen, but well, actually Buffalo did play February six for St. Louis. It's the first game before the break could see some sloppy play here. Would not su- surprise me in the least. So, uh, I do like over here six in this game. Again, that series history, eight straight between these two teams uh, have gone over the total. Uh, Zach, what do you like in here? First game of the Saturday slate here, St. Louis-Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I definitely think you got to jump on that full game over. Like you said, 8-0 is pretty convincing. I think the last matchup was like 6-4. Uh, I can't remember who won. But I'm going to jump on, I think, also a little St. Louis Blues plus one and a half and tag it with over two and a half goals for them. Brings you up to a little plus value, a little two-game parlay on that one just to start off the day for me is what I'm thinking.
1: All right, there we go, nothing wrong, just to get dip dip the toe in the water, if you will, uh, to start. Hopefully, St.
0: Louis isn't that. too sloppy, but I don't know, never trust Buffalo.
1: Well, not at that price. You know, you give me Buffalo at something a little bit more uh, value value than that. Um, Definitely not at minus 165. Am I interested here as far as the uh, Sabres are concerned? And really, I mean, other than Justin Falk and Perunovic on the blue line for St. Louis, it's not like there's a ton of injuries. So I'm just a little perplexed that Buffalo. I know. And look, I think a lot of it is the betting markets reacting to St. Louis playing their first game. Okay. That's been a lot of teams. And you match up a team that's played one game. Since the break against a team that hasn't played since the break, the team that hasn't played has not done well. I still remember the Vegas-Arizona game just a couple of days ago. There's been multiple instances of it. The Rangers, when they beat Tampa Bay, Rangers had played already. Tampa Bay hadn't played since the break, and the Rangers beat them. So, uh, again, I think when you look at this here, um, definitely uh, towards um, – um, you know, there's definitely an advantage for the team that's gotten a game under their belt since the All Star break, which in this case is Buffalo. That being said, I think the prices have climbed too high for anyone interested in the Sabres. I mean, minus 165, it's hard to find uh, the value you like there. Uh, someone's asking you, Zach, uh, can you say which, what you liked again in that game?
0: Saint yeah, Louis? yeah. I had St. Louis uh, plus one and a half, and then team total over two and a half goals for It brings you up to about a plus 100 on that two game parlay.
1: SGP, yeah, SGP, St. Louis plus one and a half, and then the uh, team total there uh, on the uh, Blues. All right, Vancouver and Detroit. This is a good matchup here because Red Wings, Red Wings are actually playing some really good hockey, and of course we know Vancouver's atop the West uh, and looking to bounce back after the loss to Boston the other night. Canucks minus 140, road favorite, six and a half the total uh, here in this game. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, like I said, they were playing really well going into the uh, all-star break. Uh seven, uh six and six, two, and two was the record for Detroit going into the all-star break. But again, this team has not played since January the 31st. So you're talking about a 10 plus day uh you know hiatus for this team and layoff. You worry about their effectiveness. So again, we've got one of these matchups once again where we've got a team that's played since the break, Vancouver, facing a team that hasn't played since the break, Detroit. Usually that's advantage Vancouver. That's usually advantage for the team uh that has played. Uh, since the break it's not only that as to why i think vancouver is probably in a good spot here it's probably also because look you get this team's best effort off a loss and you've gotten it repeatedly over and over again this year this team has not lost back-to-back games since mid november they have been absolute monsters absolute money in the bank coming off a loss you know they're not happy with the sloppiness of the shutout loss to boston and the couple of short-handed goals they gave up Uh, to the Bruins in that game. So uh, when I look at this, Vancouver's almost an auto for me now when they're coming off a loss, as long as the price is reasonable. And I was able to get a minus 128 a little bit earlier uh, at Batano, the Ontario sports book. It's climbed a little bit since then, minus 135, minus 140 is what we're seeing with the Canucks. But I laid it with Vancouver. Uh, they're, They're just too good off a loss. I expect a better response from them here in this game. This is another game where I think we could see goals early and often. So I did a little first period over, full game over split as well uh, here with the uh, Canucks uh, and the Red Wings. And it is worth noting with uh, these two teams, we have seen two straight overs with the Canucks and the Red Wings. Last uh, last year, the two meetings, 5-2 in Detroit, 6-1 in Vancouver, both of them going over the total. So first period, full game over as well as Canucks money line for yours truly uh, in this game. Um, what do you think here, Zach? Canucks, Red Wings?
0: Uh, One of my good friends is a Wings fan so he sent me this this morning and it's uh, just Dylan Larkin is currently on a 12-game point streak, longest in the NHL. Red Wings have allowed three goals or less in 11 of their last 13 games. Detroit is 10-3-2 in their last 15 and Kane's playing in his 1200th game today. So those things scare me a little bit and I understand Vancouver's coming off of a loss and how good they are but Maybe this could be a little bit of a downfall for their season on that road trip and set them back a little bit. Who knows? So honestly, I'm kind of staying away from the game. I'm just going to watch this one. I'm going to the game next Thursday in Vancouver against the Wings. So uh, I'm excited for that one. But I think I'll probably just put maybe some money on Kane for any time point, something like that, and just watch the game and enjoy it. But I hope it's a good, entertaining game and maybe even lean a little bit towards uh, overtime uh, live if the game's kind of panning out that way.
1: I think it's a tricky game. You know, I really do like, look, uh, Vancouver's just been money for me off a loss. That's why I'm on Vancouver. Are there concerns? Yes, Detroit's a good team. Detroit's played well going into the break. And Detroit's played Vancouver very well uh, in recent games as well. The head-to-head series has actually favored the Red Wings. So it's not a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination for Vancouver, but we've just seen it every time from this group. They're just so good. When they play badly, they reflect on it. They realize Hawkeye where they went must wrong. must be doing
0: something, right? Yeah.
1: Well, he's a good coach. And, and that's, a, that's a sign kind of a very well-coached team, Zach, when you're consistently playing better and winning
0: after a bad game and you're responding the right way. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely something I think the Canucks had a problem with in the past. Just the like those Zach season.
1: Urban hockey teams when they played the game. They always responded after a bad game, right? Always.
0: always. Right? One way or another. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> Ah uh, dear, yeah, because of the track record's been so strong, uh, Canucks here, yeah, minus uh, one. Uh, like I say, it's minus. You can still actually find some minus one thirty-five. So, like I say, Canucks money line and the split between the first and period and full game over for me uh, in that one. All right, Calgary uh, and the New York Islanders next up. Uh, this is a really important game. Both teams on the outside looking in and trying to make a push as far as the playoffs are concerned. And, and right now, we've got we've seen a lot of Calgary money come in. Uh, this got is down now to even money right now, Flames and Islanders in this game. Uh, the total currently at uh, six uh, in this one, uh, shaded to the uh, over uh, between these two teams. Um, so we'll see how this one plays out. I think the reason for that, if I look at the uh, screen here, uh, is that we are going to see, um, while we do see Jacob Markstrom in net. there's no major injuries on the uh, for either team really right now. Uh, Semyon Varlamov's going to be in for the Islanders. That's got to be it, right? No Sorokin uh, and, and Semyon Varlamov's going to be in net uh, instead here for the New York Islanders. You know, I look at this situation here, and um, you know, I, t- I cashed a ticket with the Islanders against Tampa Bay. They're two and zero since the break. So is Calgary. I mean, Calgary beat New Jersey and Boston since the break. So it's not easy to choose between them. But I really like the Islanders with what they're doing right now, and. Now that it's minus 110, I think that's value on the Islanders at home here. You know, an early start game, it's going to be harder on the Calgary body clock. And I know that sounds like a bit of a contradiction because I like Vancouver in the other game. You could say it's hard on their body clock too. But they're off a loss. Calgary's off a satisfying win against New Jersey. And now they play an Islanders team that is used to playing some of these earlier afternoon games uh, on their body clock. You know, third road game in in what, four or five days now for Calgary. A little bit of a trickier spot uh, at this point in time. Um, So I like the Islanders here now that it's down to minus 110. I do. Even with Varlamov and Net, I like the what I'm seeing from this group. I like that they're playing a little bit better defensively, but at the same time, they're starting to get their offense going. There are a couple props I like in this game as well. Zary Sharon Govich for Calgary are up on the radar for me uh, as far as goal props, and Zary's really starting to heat up again. Kuzmenko he's been noticeable in each of his first two games with the Flames as well, and I'll throw one out there. You know, it's not exactly bargain bin. Uh, obviously with this guy, but he's on fire right now. And this is the best he's played all year for the Islanders. Matty Barzell, three goals in the last four games and six points in the last four games for the New York Islanders. So, you know, Matt Barzell right here for the Islanders in this game. uh, Got to take him, I think, in some form as far as props, goal prop, assist prop. He's absolutely feeling it, and it couldn't have come at a better time because the Islanders need wins. The Islanders need points, and if they're going, to get their way back to wild card territory in the Eastern Conference. Matt Barzell's got to be a game breaker and a difference maker on a night in, night out basis. And lately he's been doing that here uh, for this Islanders team. You gotta wonder if maybe Patrick Wall had a fire under his butt because this the hot streak for Barzell coincides with Waugh being behind the bench. So Patrick Waugh has clearly had a positive influence here on Matthew Barzell since he took over behind the bench. What do you think here, Zach Flames Islanders?
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to ride with the Flames. Uh, They've been hot coming out of the All-Star Hold break since, <laughs> since that trade they made. Uh, That line seems to be playing all right. I actually haven't been able to watch them too, too much because I've been working both games that they've played, so I've just watched highlights. So I can't comment too, too much on how they've actually played. But uh, Markstrom seems to be playing well as of late too, so I think I'm going to ride with the Flames in this one and then probably jump on some player props Still probably riding Kuz uh, Manko as he's been goals back-to-back games. And then Kadri's been pretty hot. And Huberdo seems to be picking it up a little bit too. So who knows? Maybe Flames will end up being one of those teams that ends up selling players but ends up winning games. So you've seen it before sometimes. But I hope, honestly not, I hope they sell and they lose so we can get a, some better prospects and that kind of thing. But who knows what's going to happen. And I'm still on the on the side of getting rid of one of the goalies. So well, well see I how think that
1: ends up. Uh, definitely Markstrom is being talked about. No one wants Vladar. Let's be serious. I mean, yeah. people, the goalie people want are Jacob Markstrom. Uh, yeah. That's the one that's going to end up probably traded, if anybody. Uh, so, you know, that's a showcase opportunity for him. Uh, I still think the Flames view themselves as sellers. I, they're trying to make the. Of course, they're still the players are still trying to make the playoffs. There's no question, yeah. but uh, <clears throat> I think lo- they're thinking still we've got to rejig things because there's just so many contracts that are expiring right now, and the doubt that is there for Craig Conroy that he's going to be able to re-sign all these guys, Markstrom and Hannafin and you know go on down the list. So that's why there's so many of these players being bandied about right now uh, in trade rumors because you know it's either you trade them now or you risk losing them for nothing and that is not what calgary can afford right now so that's why it's a high probability we see some more moves here involving the calgary flames front office between now and the trade deadline coming up in a few weeks i also lean to the first and full game overs here but i don't like them as much as some of the other games here on this slate all right let's go to the now this is the last of the very early afternoon games this is the fourth Uh, And final 1 p.m. Eastern start time here, Dallas and Montreal. And if anyone has been watching hockey as long as I have, you know that the Super Bowl weekend tradition with the Montreal Canadiens is a Saturday and Sunday afternoon home game on Super Bowl weekend. They've been doing this for 30 plus years, for as long as I've been alive, basically, and probably longer than that. Montreal's had these back-to-back home games uh, on Super Bowl weekend. Uh, And this is the first of them. They're uh, hosting, I think, St. Louis tomorrow uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Speaking of that, by the way, we are going to talk the two Sunday games at the end of this show. There will be no Ice Guys show tomorrow, no live Ice Guys show tomorrow on Super Bowl Sunday. So Zach and I will break down St. Louis, Montreal, Vancouver, Washington at the end of this show. We'll be off tomorrow with no show. We figured, you know what, there's only two games. They're early games. We've got the BetCast tonight. Let's just take the day off. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to a Super Bowl party. Alex is well, I think I think Alex did have plans with the, the illness that he's got right now. We'll have to see if he can go through with them still, but that's why we're going to talk the two Sunday games at the end of today's show. There'll be no show tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday uh, as usual at uh, two pm Eastern. So as far as this game goes, Dallas looking to bounce back after losing to the Toronto Maple Leafs their last game, five four. Uh, They beat Buffalo before that, but kind of got bailed out by a supreme goaltending effort from Jake Ottinger, you know, in a night where the Dallas Stars gave up, what, 48 shots on goal to Buffalo in that game. So, you know, they could have lost against Buffalo, got away with it. Uh, They did lose against Toronto, and they didn't play great again defensively. I mean, they're giving up a lot of shots. They're giving up a lot of danger looks. uh, And Peter DeBoer is trying to uh, address it with this team. And, you know, it's just that they're not at playoff mode yet defensively. They just aren't, and that's concerning right now. Montreal, great performance from them coming out of the All-Star break in Washington. I thought they were a live dog that night, cashed a nice plus-price winner with Montreal that night in Washington. They got the job done 5-2 to two over the struggling uh, Capitals. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it rolling here in this game, but uh, we'll see. It's uh, not going to be as easy here against Dallas, and you got Ottinger in that, and you got Dallas off the loss to uh, Toronto the other night. Looks like it'll be Sam Montembeau, uh, in net here for the uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, in this game. Not much of a surprise. He's been getting the majority of the starts from Marty Saint-Louis of late. Uh, it looks like tonight, of course, yes, now post uh, Sean Monahan trade before the uh, all-star break, uh, the lines look a little bit different. It's uh, Caulfield, Suzuki, and Slavkovsky still on the top line. Pearson, Evans, and Anderson, your second line. Yoel Armia, Alex Newhook, Raphael, Harvey, Pinard, uh, your third line right now for Montreal. So, you know, you're going to need your top six to come through because there's not a lot of offensive depth as much now in that third and that fourth line since the trade. So keep an eye on that. You're going to need Pearson, Evans and Anderson to chip in. And obviously there's a lot of weight on the shoulders of Caulfield, Suzuki and Slapkowski, which is a very good line right now. It's been a very dangerous line for Montreal. Uh, no question about that. But you know they're going to need the other three lines to contribute, and that's where there's a little bit of a drop off right now uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Yes, I like the Montembeau saves prop too. Uh, I agree with that; it's a good look from uh, Terry in our chat, Terry Ray Vegas. Um, I agree with that. Mont, if I were to bet a saves prop, uh, that would be one I'd be interested in. Slavkovsky, I've talked about. Uh, in terms of the value with him playing with Caulfield and Suzuki. And he's really starting to percolate now. So there's some props I like there. Wyatt Johnston for me on the Dallas side, uh, as well as far as props go in this game. uh, No question about that. Uh, Some good... uh, you know, we, we Wyatt Johnston's almost uh, automatic right now with just how consistent he's been uh, since he's been playing up in that top six forward role. There are three bets I like in this game. I like Dallas in the first period puck line. I think it's. I think this is the time to strike. Dallas has not always gotten off to great starts, but you know they pounce on a Montreal team that I I don't believe historically. With all these annual Saturday, Sunday Super Bowl weekend home games. If I'm not mistaken, long term, their record in these home games isn't that great, Montreal. You know, they've been kind of hit or miss. So I do like them early. Dallas minus a half, plus 143 uh, at Caesars. That's a very good price for Dallas first period puck line uh, in this game. Uh, Dallas first period over, minus 140. I like that as well. Probably go to the full game over as well, six and a half. Now, I am concerned about, you know, the. Is Montreal going to get enough offense from their bottom six forwards? But you look at series history with these teams, very over heavy. Uh, The last one, two, three, yeah, three meetings in a row here in Montreal. um, All three went over the total. All three were Dallas victories, 5-2, 4-3, and 4-3. So I like full game over, first period over, Dallas first period puck line. I'm also going to take Dallas team total here in this one Dallas team total over three and a half minus 118 um I just think they're they they respond here today after the Toronto game plus they I don't think they were thrilled with the performance against Buffalo uh even though they won it was really only because Jake it was the Jake Ottinger the otter show uh, if you want to call it that so I think Dallas doesn't take Montreal lightly here gets the job done so uh we've got those uh Dallas first period puck line and team total over and we also have first period over, full game over in this one. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Stars, Canadians?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you pretty much the same here on Dallas first period. And then uh, Dallas regulation is what I'm kind of going with here. So I like where your head's at as well. I think Dallas is going to come out good. And I think Montreal will lay an egg.
1: Uh, the one I like the most is that first period puck line price. I think plus 138, yeah, a great value. Actually, no, plus 143 at Caesars for Dallas minus a half. Uh, in the first period is a really good look. And I do think this is going to be, I think, finally a time for them to have a good start. They kind of have been, you know, just gliding their way into games lately without, without playing their best hockey in the first 20 minutes. And that was especially the case against Toronto uh, the other night where they didn't have a very good first period. So uh, I expect a better start to this game. And DeBoer uh, to, to have this team at attention uh, right from the opening puck dropped. Uh, this afternoon. All right, the final game of the afternoon slate. It is the second ABC game uh, for their Saturday hockey doubleheader. Boston Bruins hosting the Washington Capitals. Uh, we've got the uh, Bruins, big home favorites, as you would expect, minus 270 home favorites in this game. The total five and a half uh, shaded to the over uh, in this matchup. Of course, this is uh, Sean McDonough, Ray Ferraro, Emily Kaplan, your A team, calling it for ABC uh, this afternoon. You know what, Boston? Great job by them. You know they, the Bruin fans are tough as fuck on their team. You know they booed Boston off the ice when they lost to Calgary. Uh, the first team, yeah. There you go. Calgary <laughs> went in there, beat Boston. Calgary played so well, and Boston was so off their game that night, and they were off their game that Bruins fans booed them off the ice at TD Garden. Clearly, um, the uh, Bruins did not. Take kindly to that because um, I thought they played a whale of a game. Outstanding game against a, one of the best teams in the NHL, uh, the Vancouver Canucks. It was a great bounce-back performance from Boston. Both ends of the ice. Special teams domination over Vancouver, especially with the two shorthanded goals. Uh, and a 4 to nothing win uh, against the, uh, the Canucks in that game. Um, now, there is a concern after a huge win like that, there's a bit of a letdown. I just don't think Washington's good enough to do anything about it right now. Uh, this is finally a team that's playing like the Washington I was expecting all season. Uh, they're in the tank right now. Six straight losses. They can't keep the puck out of their own net. They really can't keep the puck out of their own net. Five of the last six games that they've lost, 5 they've lost six in a row. The last five losses, this team has given up a grand total uh, of 25 goals uh, in those five games. So they're giving up an average of five goals per game right now. Uh, the Washington Capitals. So their defense has totally uh, you know, disappeared. Their goaltending is struggling. Kemper hasn't been reliable all year, but they were bailed out because Charlie Lindgren all of a sudden stepped up earlier in the season and played well. Well, he's now all of a sudden fallen apart. He has not played well, Charlie Lindgren, in recent games uh, for the uh, Washington Capitals. So they're in a bit of a conundrum here, uh, Spencer Carberry. Uh, Kemper hasn't been right all year. Lindgren has finally hit the shits you know, and he's not playing well uh, for the last several starts. So who do you turn to where you have confidence now that you're going to get the key save when you need it? If you're Spencer Carberry, the head coach of this Washington Capitals team, I'm not so sure who you have faith in right now uh, for this group. So we'll see how this game plays out. But uh, when I look at it here, if if Boston's even slightly, you know, got their ball uh, on taking care of business here, you know, and, and they're on the ball today, they're taking care of business They should take care of Washington here uh, in this game. It's a struggling Capitals team. The only question is, how do you want to go about betting this thing? I'm going to stick, look, at five and a half, I'm going to go first period and full game over here uh, in this game between the Caps and the Bruins. Washington's an over machine right now. Why? Because they just can't keep the puck out of their own net. And they can score a little bit. You know, They've scored three, two, four, two, and two uh, in the last five games. So there is some offense from the Capitals, but they just cannot – Play. Uh, they're not getting any defense right now. Goaltending has struggled. The penalty kill has struggled. They've given up a power play goal in four straight games. Five power play goals allowed during that span. Boston's power play has been pretty good the last ten games. That's not a a matchup that favors Washington either. So first period over, full game over, and I'm going to go with the Bru- and I don't bet many Bruins team totals, but I'm going to bet Bruins team total over three and a half today uh, in this game. I cashed a ticket with Florida team total over the other night against this Washington team. And until proven otherwise, till I see this D and goaltending combination step up and play better, I think betting the opponent team total over when in Washington Capitals games is the way to go right now. And it's a nice cheap over three and a half right now, minus 115 uh, at pinnacle for the uh, Boston Bruins team total over in this game. So Bruins team total over three and a half plus the first period full game over split for me in this one. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Capitals, Bruins.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, going to jump on the Bruins' first period. Uh, Bet365's got that at plus 125. And then uh, the total of the game over as well. So those are the two plays that I got in this game. And then probably jump on a little player props as well. haven't really checked them out uh, today, but I always like betting those top guys on Boston against games like this against Washington.
1: I mean, is there a day that you 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 put uh, people put pasta anytime goal in the chat, and we'll say, yeah, that's that's a bad, really bad bet. That's really got no shot. You know, obviously it does. It's the only th- qu- thing I would quibble about is that you don't get the value. I'm looking for my exactly. bargain in value on some of those, and you never get that anymore with a pasta knock. You know who does have value, and even though I like Boston to to get to four goals, you know, in this game, uh, on the Washington side, it might might be time to start buying in on alex ovechkin right now because he's starting to heat up he scored again against florida the other night he's starting to percolate a little bit at the offensive end we know this hasn't been the offensive season he was hoping for but slowly but surely the great eight is warming to the task here a little bit for washington scored against florida scored against montreal scored against dallas that's three consecutive games with a goal and look if he continues to put the puck in the net the price for his goal prop is only going to get worse we can still get over plus 200, you know, at a lot of sports books right now. Plus 200 at Bet Rivers, plus 210 at FanDuel. You know, there's still some really good prices out there for OV uh, shots on, or for OV uh, goal prop, I mean, uh, plus 200, plus 210. Uh, definitely, I think, you know, now's the time to, to maybe get in on that because he's finally starting to get his confidence back a little bit. You know, well, this is the first time all year I think he's probably scored goals in three straight games coming into this one uh on the boston side yep DeBrusque um is worth a look up i agree pavel zaka you know this guy's streaky but he's starting to streak again uh with uh four five six points in the last four games and back-to-back games with a goal since the all-star break against calgary and vancouver and that's significant when you're looking at hot streaks right now for player prop betting you want the players that have been Getting it done since the break, not before the break. You know, to be honest with you, I throw all the pre All Star break stats in the garbage dump, as far as I'm concerned. What you want to see is how are these players playing in the short term since they got back from the All Star break? And here's Pavel Zaka for Boston, who has scored in back to back games for the Bruins since the All Star break. So that's what you want to see. Are these players performing and producing since the break? You know, because we've just like the All Star break can disrupt rhythm and momentum for teams it can absolutely disrupt rhythm and momentum for players as well uh so there's no question in zaka obviously the all-star break was a good thing for him because he's starting to heat up offensively i like that prop as well uh, for the uh, bruins here in this one all right our bet cast our saturday night super bowl weekend live bet cast begins at this time tonight with this game 6 p.m eastern time It's a hell of a game too, Colorado and Florida. We've got the uh, Panthers minus one thirty home favorites, six and a half. The total here in this game, there's no, no bueno for me with Colorado on the road uh, at the moment. I can't do it. Uh, They're not playing good hockey away from home. Uh, They've lost four of their last five road games. Uh, The only win they've had on the road during that stretch was at Philly when the Flyers were reeling. And other than that, they lose to Boston. They've dropped three in a row on the road since the break this week to the Rangers, Devils, and Hurricanes. Um, just not seeing the kind of performance I want in a team that I'm comfortable backing on the road. That being said, am I, like Florida is a team I've backed a lot lately for anyone that's been watching this show uh, all season, and especially the last few weeks. I cashed a team total uh, over with Florida in their 4-2 win against Washington the other night but I don't want to back Florida here. And for one reason, I don't trust Colorado, but I'm not rushing to back Florida either. And the reason for that is very simple. Florida went into Colorado not too long ago. uh, And just absolutely, just completely and utterly annihilated Colorado in Denver at ball arena, which just does not happen to them very often. Florida went in there. I think they were up three, nothing in the blink of an eye in the first period of that game. Uh, And they never looked back from that point on, and they ended up winning 8-4 to four, uh, against the Avs in Denver. That game was about exactly a month ago, January the 6th, uh, and it's definitely, you would think in theory, this is a spot that's kind of circled for Colorado. Are they good enough on the road to step up and get it, though? You know, all the re- motivation in the world and avenging that defeat, and uh, it, it should be there, but this team has not played Anywhere close to the level we see from them, obviously, uh, at home. Uh, we've got another Russian battle in net, of course. Alexander Georgiev for Colorado. Sergey Bobrovsky uh, for Florida here in this game. Now, it is worth noting, I believe Prosvitov started that game for Colorado when they uh, got beaten like a drum by Florida 8-4 to uh, in that game. Yeah, it was. It was Prosphotov uh, started that game Got absolutely lit up. Georgiev had to come in. Be honest, Georgiev wasn't that much better. He gave up three goals on just 15 shots uh, after entering that game uh, against the um, uh, Panthers. So, like I said, the revenge factor is enough to keep me off Florida, but I don't trust Colorado enough on the road. So, this is a pass for me. I, I maybe sprinkle on the drop potentially. Uh, this is another one where when you look at the uh, Colorado side right now, there's not a team I'm looking to bet under the total, so I will grab a little over six and a half here in this game. Uh, first period over is a little too pricey for me with this particular game. I'm going to wait to see if I can get a better price with the uh, first period over, maybe during our bet cast. This is one where I'm, you know, we got the bet cast, we'll be on at the start of this game. We can bet something live with a first period over. We don't have to lay a shit price right now pregame here on this show. Can wait for the BetCast, try to get something better. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? It's a great matchup. It's starting our BetCast off tonight, Colorado, Florida.
0: Yeah, I'm probably going to wait a little bit to pick a side for sure. Uh, probably look at some more player props. Like if Florida has a power play, you probably should bet Sam Reinhardt scoring a goal. So he's been on fire on the power play scoring a goal all year. So I'm going to jump on him for a power play point, And then I'll probably look at just the total over in the game. Uh, I'm excited to watch this one and see what the matchup's like after that last game. I remember last game I did bet on Colorado, and I remember they just got spanked. So I'm staying away from picking a side in this one to start.
1: All right, there we go. Nothing wrong with that. Um, And like I said, it's a great game. There's no question about that. Um, It's a great one. A sprinkle on the draw and a little over six and a half for me in this game. Uh, And then we'll wait for some uh, live opportunities during the uh, BetCast here with this one. All right, next up, we go to the Battle of Ontario. Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators uh, squaring off once again. This used to be just such a great rivalry 20 years ago when both teams were excellent at the same time. You know, the Matt Sundeen days and the Daniel Alfredson days and playing in the playoffs every year. Uh, there were just some great battles with the Leafs and the Sens back in the day. It's kind of cooled off because, look, Ottawa's just not very good right now. Uh, but once Ottawa gets good again, and we're hoping that soon, we thought maybe this year, but hasn't happened. But that rivalry will be will be bumping again, no question. Uh, Leafs minus 135 road favorites, 6.5 the total. We've got another case here of a team playing their first game with a long layoff following the break, and that is Ottawa. We have not seen them play since January 31st. Uh, A 3-2 overtime win in Detroit uh, against the Red Wings. So this is a very long layoff for this uh, Senators team uh, going into this matchup. Toronto, meanwhile, uh, with a bounce back for them. They lost to the Islanders out of the break, but they beat Dallas 5-4 the other night. We'll see if they can keep the uh, train rolling here in this game tonight against the uh, Ottawa Senators. We've seen a very weird series history where the road team has dominated. Pretty crazy to see that. Ottawa's winning in Toronto, and Toronto's winning in Ottawa. That's the way it's gone. Ottawa's beaten Toronto three straight times at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, and Toronto has beaten Ottawa now four straight times here uh, in Ottawa. So this has definitely been a road series type of history here between these two teams. And what we usually do see from these two teams as well is uh, usually for the most part a lot of offense. Now, the one exception was there was a 3 0 win for Toronto against Ottawa in April last year. But other than that, 6 2, 5 4, 6 3, 4 3, you know, I've seen a lot of goals here between these two teams. Um, I like Toronto here, but I like Toronto more in the first period. What I'm going to take here in this game more because I think the layoff matters for the Leafs. Toronto's owned Ottawa here in this building and not just. On the on the ice, they own the crowd as well. If you ever watch a recent Leaf Senators game in Ottawa, like it is fifty fifty, if not maybe even sixty forty Leaf fans. Like Leaf fans, it sometimes looks like they outnumber Senator fans in their own building. You know that's how many Leaf fans are there in Ottawa for these games. So it's no wonder Toronto's had a nice uh, run of it up uh, in Ottawa. I like Toronto and I'm going to go with the uh, same bet that I made in the Dallas game with the Stars. First period puck line minus a half, you can get plus 168 at Pinnacle with Leafs first period puck line. That's a fucking hell of a price right there. Plus 168 Leafs first period puck line. Get the lead in the first 20 minutes. Ottawa hasn't played in 10 days uh just about uh Leafs play well in this building. And Leafs actually lost the most recent game against Ottawa in Toronto. They lost 4-2. So I like that angle. Uh, Jump on the Sens early. Get the lead. I think they can do that. Uh, So Leafs first period puck line minus a half. And like I said, I wouldn't talk anyone out of first period. I'm going to sprinkle on first period over. First period, both teams to score and full game over. But I'm going to just sprinkle because we're on the bet cast. If it starts slow, as far as scoring is concerned, we can always add on with better numbers and better prices in-game tonight during the BetCast. What do you think here, your Battle of Ontario, Zach?
0: Yeah, hopefully it's a good game and they start getting some more of that rivalry-type hockey back that we saw in the past. So I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on overtime in this one. So that's kind of where my head's at. More or less hope that happens. But other than that, I'm kind of staying away from picking a side as per usual this morning. But I'm going to sprinkle a little overtime. Yeah, another wrong with that A
1: little bit of overtime here for uh Zach. I am going to I I talk about Pinto, Pinto, Pinto all the time when it comes to uh props and it's not just cuz he's a uh, in, in, in got the <laughs> he's betting in the uh, game. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's uh but no, he's pl- he's pl- playing better for Ottawa. Toronto I think I'm almost like I've been betting these guys like Matthew Nyes and Nick Robertson and saying ah there's value on these guys. None of these guys are scoring. All the scoring lately has been Matthews and Marner and Nylander and all the big guns. Marner Tavares. I mean they're not getting as much lately from the bottom forwards. And so I'm a little hesitant to keep betting these props with these guys that have the value for the uh, Pittsburgh for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs because you know right now um, they are just. Um, they're getting they're getting all their offense it seems lately from their big uh top players not so much from uh down the lineup all right we've got the pittsburgh penguins and the winnipeg jets uh next up winnipeg minus 150 home favorites uh five and a half the total in this game all right i'm i'm i'm, I'm drawing a line in the sand here with this hockey game tonight if this bet does not win for me tonight involving a game with the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're not betting Penguin games, at least from a side perspective for some time. I took Winnipeg against this Pittsburgh team uh, earlier this week in Pittsburgh. Of course, they get shut out. I go with Minnesota or Pittsburgh last night. I back them against the Minnesota Wild uh, and they end up losing 3-2 last night to the Wild. Sure enough, I'm going back to going against Pittsburgh tonight on the back-to-back against a Winnipeg team that just got shut out by this team, blanked by this Pittsburgh team earlier this week. Look, maybe Winnipeg's going to go on a big free fall, maybe. And and if they lose tonight, it's really time to start getting worried because this has all the makings of this should be a show-up and show-out spot for the Winnipeg Jets. You've lost two in a row. You've looked awful in these games against the flyers and the penguins you are you lost to this penguins team just a few days ago you're now getting them back at home and catching the (laughs) penguins on a back-to-back on the road coming off a you know a night where they honored one of their former teammates mark-andre Fleury. if you can't win this game you might be fucked seriously if you're the winnipeg jets you might be really at the point where it's time to i don't want to say full-on panic but my goodness, if you don't win tonight, it's it's the, the alarm bells are going to just start chiming even louder for the uh, Winnipeg Jets right now as to what's going on uh, at this point in time. So um, I, I'm going to go with Winnipeg here. I'm going to lay the money line. I'm not, I'm not screwing around. No fancy schmancy shit. Uh, just mi- minus 150 on the money line. At minus one and a half. You could if you want some more value. I'm just going to go with minus 150 money line. And I'm also going to add to that first period puck line for the winnipeg jets here uh, as well tonight because that start against philadelphia uh, on thursday night down three cob in the opening 20 minutes was an absolute disgrace you've got to have a better start than that i think they know that they know the first period did them in against the flyers the other night i expect something a lot better in the opening 20 minutes tonight from this jets team so this is another it's a first period puck line kind of day for me i think this is the third first period puck line that i'm on dallas toronto and now I'm on it here with Winnipeg, minus a half, plus 168 here uh, with the uh, Winnipeg Jets' first period puck line. It's their spot. It's a clear spot to bet Winnipeg. And if they don't get it done tonight, then it then it's time to reevaluate where they're at right now. This is supposed to be still one of the better teams in the Western Conference. There's no excuses. Monaghan now is at a – maybe it's the curse of Monaghan. And you know I don't like that guy at playoff time. He's done nothing, zero, uh, in the playoffs for – anybody in the past and he shows up now and they can't win all of a sudden so what's going on with that but you know now he's been integrated at least for a couple of games uh we'll see but you know there's a winnipeg spot i'll give him one more chance uh and if they fuck around and lose tonight then we got to reevaluate where they're at at the moment what do you think here in this one zach penguins jets
0: yeah this one's a little scary for sure like pittsburgh it seems like almost every game in their mind they probably have to win uh and they're coming off a tough loss last night. So I'm gonna go with uh both teams to score in the first. I kinda like that play here. I'm 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 with you on I'm hoping that the Jets come out flying because that was embarrassing against the Flyers. So hopefully that happens, but both teams to score in the first and then I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on the overtime again in this one. I think it's gonna be a close battled game and uh that's where my head's at in it. So I think a little bit of overtime and might catch something live if the overtime bet's dead, but other than that, that's that's what I'm riding with.
1: And let's not forget, for as good, good as Tristan, Jari, Tristan Jari's had an up-and-down, inconsistent season, there would be nothing more that would exemplify Tristan Jari's season than him shutting out Winnipeg in Pittsburgh earlier this week and then coming back tonight and getting lit up, giving up like five or six goals, which, you know, could happen. That's because that's what Tristan Jari is capable of. He's got zero consistency. Uh, right now at this point in time for the uh, penguins so uh yeah like i say it's a winnipeg spot home run spot it's a home run spot win or lose like this is just everything is set up perfectly it's a short turnaround revenge spot you're at home you're catching the penguins on a back-to-back uh on the road here get the fucking job done bonus shifley and, and crew and and monahan time for you to do something too Uh, Let's go. Milardi, it's time for you to step up. You've gone a little quiet here these last few games, too. So let's see if the Jets can finally uh, get that uh, jet back uh, going in a northward upward trajectory here tonight against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in this game. All right, Tampa Bay and Columbus. We've got the uh, Lightning minus uh, 175 uh, road favorites. Uh, The total six and a half here in this game. Uh, I mean, my goodness, you won't catch me laying minus 170 on the road with Tampa Bay right now. Not a chance in hell is that going to happen. But do we have enough confidence in Columbus right here to um, maybe uh, hang around and pull off the upset? One thing, again, that concerns me here is another one of these situations where we have Tampa Bay that's now played two games since the break, and we have not seen Columbus since before the All-Star break, January 30th, with a one nothing win against St. Louis. It's the only thing that's making me hesitant with the Columbus Blue Jackets here in this game and taking the plus 150 with them. It's the layoff situation. The layoff situation has not been good to teams when they play uh, an opponent that's already played a game or two since the break. It's the only thing that I have a reservation about taking Columbus. It's certainly not laying minus 170 with Tampa Bay. I have no problem fading Tampa Bay right now. On the road, laying a price like this, a 10-17 and record on the road this season uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, it looks like for goaltending for this game tonight, as I uh, check out the uh, latest uh, updates, uh, here with that hit the, uh, refresh button, by the way, Hellebuck's in for Winnipeg. Uh, Martin Jones, by the way, is in net for the, uh, Leafs, not Ilya Samsonov tonight. Jonas Corpusalo for the, uh, senators. I still think they can, I still like, it doesn't change my opinion on the Leafs first period puck line. I still like that. I definitely like the overs there, uh, but as well, uh, with uh, And again, Jones hasn't played in a while, so I think it makes the overs maybe more appealing in that game. Vasilevsky and Merzlikens is confirmed to be your goaltenders here uh, with this Lightning and uh, Blue Jackets game. Uh, we'll see how it transpires uh, between uh, these two teams, but uh, definitely uh, Vasilevsky is certainly the better option than Johansson. We saw that clearly. Johansson had a brutal night against the Islanders, but and, and Merzlikens is one of these guys that's very motivated right now. He's maybe going to get dealt. He's trying to showcase what he can do. He had an excellent performance in his last start before the break against St. Louis, a 21 save shutout. He's actually played a little bit better lately uh, for this, um, you know, for this um, Columbus Blue Jackets team. So we'll see how it goes. I badly want to take Columbus. I really, really do at this price. Because Tampa Bay on the road at this number, I don't trust them one bit. They're seven below 500 on the road. I can't lay minus 170 with them here. Now, I know they're finally facing a weaker team. They did face a little bit of a tougher schedule here. I get it. uh, Rangers and Islanders coming out of the break on a back-to-back. Both of those teams are better than Columbus, but that's still a a Tampa Bay team that's got just too much, too many problems playing on the road this season for me to endorse them at that price. I lean Columbus, but... I think I might wait to the bet cast tonight, see how the game starts out, make a decision, maybe jump in live on Columbus at some point uh, during the game. Uh, What do you think here on this one, uh, Zach, Tampa Bay-Columbus?
0: Yeah, you're definitely steering me a little bit away from Tampa, and I kind of promised myself I wouldn't bet Tampa on the road anymore this year, but I feel like this is a play where I want to bet Tampa on the road this year. So I'm going to take them in regulation, uh, brings it down to about a minus 110, I think. That's it for me on this one. So I'm going to take them minus 110 regulation.
1: All right. There you go. Tampa in regulation. Yeah. Shinikov. Absolutely. Keep rolling with Shinikov. Wings are up one nothing. Wow. Look at that already. Yep. Red Wings striking early against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. We're on Vancouver. But again, that we're also on first period over and full game over. Yep. So it's kind of That's like a good news, bad news over. with that, uh, with that, <laughs> with that Canucks Red Wings start. It's early though. It's very early. Detroit's very good at home. Uh, that I, so, you know, it's not going to be slam dunk necessarily for, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, but yes, one, nothing, uh, red wings there in that game. All right. Uh, next up, um, we continue along here on this, uh, slate. Uh, we'll see if, um, let me just see, update the, uh, marquee there. Uh, The draw actually is something I might jump in on that Tampa game. I might get there with the draw. I could see that game being maybe one that goes past regulation. So uh, I do lean draw on that game. I lean Columbus, but I'm going to wait to see if I can find a better uh, price during the bet cast tonight. All right, New Jersey Devils and Carolina Hurricanes. We've got uh, Carolina minus 160, uh, home favorites uh, in this game. Uh, The total currently sitting at, um, it looks like, 6.5, 6.5, shaded to the over. Uh, this is a really good matchup here tonight, obviously, on this Saturday card. Bounce-back spot. Well, they hope it'll be a bounce-back spot for the Devils, losing 5-3 to Calgary, which followed a very good win at home against Colorado uh, prior to that. But we'll see how they fare here in this game. I would be shocked if we see, Nico, uh, if we see Vitek Vanacek in net again after the disaster he had against Calgary the other night. Uh, I would expect Nico Dawes to get this start for the devils here. It's already been confirmed. Pyotr Kochetkov will be in net here for the uh, hurricanes. Once again, tonight Svechnikov upper body injury um, still battling that, but he is upgraded to a game time decision here tonight and might make his return against the devils. So keep an eye on that. We might see an Andre Svechnikov uh, sighting uh, here uh, in this game. So keep an eye on that. But um, you know, as far as this one goes with the devils and the hurricanes, you know, you know I like Nico Dawes a little bit more than Vanacek right now. Uh, no doubt. Carolina's playing well, though, for their last five. They lost to Vancouver coming out of the break, but bounced back with a 5-2 win against Colorado. As I mentioned, New Jersey's 1-1 one and one, uh, out of the break. Uh, we have seen some competitive games between these two teams. Of course, they met in the postseason last year uh, in the uh, second round, uh, and it ended up uh, being uh, a nice uh, victory in the uh, second round for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes there. Uh, We'll see if they can uh, keep the ball rolling here uh, in this one tonight. But 3-2, 3-2, 6-1, the last three victories for the Carolina Hurricanes in the series history. Uh, Although earlier this year they played just a few weeks ago here in Carolina. It was 3-2 Carolina, pretty close game. We'll see how it goes. But right now I like – I actually don't mind taking a shot here with the Devils plus 140 in in this price range. I know Carolina's playing well, but – Nico Dawes on uh, you know looking to play well here. He's been a little bit more reliable uh, than uh, Vitek Vanacek lately. Um, not easy to go against Carolina, but it kind of feels like after shitting the bed against Calgary, you know you still have at least Jack Hughes back uh, in the lineup. And we talk about how better the, the Devils have been with him in, in the lineup. So I don't mind taking a shot here. Devils plus one forty. I like for. I lean to the full game over, but what I like more is first period over and first period both teams to score. I definitely think that's got potential tonight. Carolina's kind of trending towards seeing a lot of goals uh, early in these games lately. Carolina, look at the Colorado and Vancouver game this week. First period over and both teams to score. Cashed in both of those games. New Jersey against Colorado. First period and both teams to score hit. Uh, New Jersey against Calgary first period, and both teams to score hit. So both of these teams are 2-0, and first period over, 2-0, and first period, both teams to score in their first two games since the All-Star break. So that's what I'm rocking with here. First period over, first period, both teams to score, Devils and Hurricanes. Zach, what do you think here, in New Jersey, Carolina?
0: Yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be a good, entertaining game. I like the matchup, uh, one that I was kind of excited about when I saw the card today. Uh, I think I'm going to jump on the over on this one. Wait for a a live bet to pick a side. Not really sure how this one's going to pan out. Uh, Hopefully Jack Hughes can get going again for the Devils. It's good for the game. Uh, Like to see the Devils get rolling a little bit, make that Eastern Conference more interesting, see the Leafs lose a little bit more. So that's where my head's at.
1: All right. Good stuff indeed. Uh, By the way, there are a few goals in these early games already Red Wings, as we mentioned, one nothing against Vancouver. Flames have just scored. I'll make Zach happy, our resident Flames fan. One nothing over the Islanders. We thought we had a goal with Dallas, but it was uh, taken off the board. It's still scoreless there. With the uh, I'm just seeing, yeah, it is. It's still scoreless there with the uh, Stars and the uh, Canadians. So we got four early games, and of course we got Washington, Boston. Standalone game at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. And then we join you tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern with the BetCast, which we are looking forward to. Props in this game. Jesper um, Brat heating up. You know, I like Dawson Mercer. I think he stepped his game up recently as well for this Devils team. You know, for Carolina, Bunting is heating up. Um, Marty Natchez can't be stopped right now, so it's hard to talk, talk uh, anyone out of betting his props at the moment but those are two that definitely stand out right now for the uh, Hurricanes. All right, we've got just three games left. Next one up, Seattle and Philadelphia. Uh, pretty much even money here. Actually, Flyers a slight home favorite, minus 115 uh, here in this game. Uh, total sitting at, um, let me see what it's at right now, five and a half shaded to the over in this game. This is definitely a draw that I like. I think it makes sense. you got an East versus West matchup here. Neither team's going to give two shits that the other team gets a A point in this game and it's got that feel to it of a pretty competitive matchup again we've got a situation I would be on Seattle here if they weren't on the layoff and there but unfortunately it's their first game following the break they've not played since January 30th Philadelphia mean and look Philadelphia I'm a little hesitant it's not just that I don't want to back Seattle off the layoff but I'm also respecting Philadelphia who were struggling badly going into the break but have since Turned it around two games since the break. Using that break as a reset button, they beat Florida and Winnipeg. So credit to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers here uh, in the last uh, two games. But uh, we'll see how it goes for them, if they can make it three in a row. That's the kind of momentum I don't want to go against. Uh, Cal Peterson in net, though, for the Flyers. They're giving him a start. The former L.A. King uh, netminder, who, by the way, in, uh, in his three NHL appearances this year, he's only appeared in three games. 3.38 goals against average, 8.89 save percentage. So not the greatest of numbers necessarily for uh, Cal Peterson, the former L.A. King. He will get the uh, start in net for Philly. Not confirmed yet for Seattle, but Joey Decord is expected, at least as of now, to be the netminder for Seattle. Nothing pregame for me other than the draw. That's about it here for me. What do you think, Zach? Seattle, Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, I'm going to jump on Seattle's side on this one. Uh, no rhyme or reason, honestly. Not a Flyers fan, but just going to pick a side on this one and going with the Kraken. Hopefully they can start getting some wins together. And I always like when teams are all heating up when the end of the season starting to come. So it makes things interesting.
1: Yeah, and I like, too, we just saw overtime with these two teams when they played in the Emerald City back in December. Uh, it was a two-one overtime win for the Kraken, so I think the draw. I've just the way these two teams match up, it's probably going to be something like two-two, maybe three-three. Oh, you don't like to jump on, on the under two.
0: then? The,
1: the I. <laughs> first of all, it's five and a half, and second of all, I'm not fully trust trusting of Cal Peterson right now for Fair, Philadelphia. Yeah, for sure. That would worry me a little bit about this under. I think stylistically, it's going to be a low-scoring game, but with Peter, Peterson and Ned in a five and a half, no, thank you. Uh, on the uh, under. Just the draw for me here with uh, Kraken uh, and Flyers. Hoping we get another overtime game with these two teams like we saw in Seattle uh, earlier this season. All right, next up we've got uh, Arizona and Nashville. Uh, Predators minus 140 home favorites uh, in this matchup against the Coyotes. Uh, the total sitting at um, six shaded to the under in this game. Uh, Arizona, of course, they went through exactly the concerns I have with these teams that are coming back from the break and playing a team that's already played. And they found out the hard way against Vegas. The other night, Vegas had played against Edmonton uh, and beat the Oilers and Arizona's playing their first game after the break. And Arizona just was not ready. You could tell one team was one team had played a game following the break the other team hadn't and the team that played the game already since the break dominated that first period against Arizona like Vegas did they hung on in the end Arizona did make a later push but 3-2 Vegas the other night uh for and a loss for Arizona against the Golden Knights they'll look to bounce back Nashville on the other hand uh they haven't played since before the break January 31st uh, a 4-2 home loss to the LA Kings uh we'll see if they can bounce back but Um, Right now, when you look at this situation, this is a really tricky game, quite honestly, because I lean Arizona plus 120. I'm, I'm always interested in taking an underdog price with a team that's played a game since the break against the team with the long layoff, and that's Nashville. But it's also a team that struggled going into the layoff. Nashville, they lost three in a row, and you know how that can work sometimes. The long layoff, and you're struggling going into the break, and you come out of the break, you play better. You hit the reset button, you're focused. You want to get going again. I could see Nashville having that mindset tonight. So it's a tricky. I lean Arizona. I don't love it. Um, I looked at the uh, series history. I thought there would be a a really good draw bet here in this game, but suddenly we haven't seen Nashville go into overtime as much lately. Uh, Arizona's only had one overtime game in their last 10. We haven't seen uh, an overtime game between these two teams in quite some time. So I'm lukewarm. Arizona and draw are the leans for me, but like I say, I'm very lukewarm on this game. What do you think here, Zach? Coyotes, Predators.
0: Yeah, I'm going to side here with the Predators on this one. Uh, kind of exactly what you were saying. They're struggling before the break, getting some time off. Uh, they're one of those teams that probably has the mindset that they got to win, you know, three out of four games the rest of the way to kind of get in a good spot and be comfortable to get in. So a uh, big matchup here for them. So I think they're going to come out hot. I'm going to also take uh, first period over in this one. So. Predators uh regulation and first period
1: over. All right, Predators and regulation and first period over here with uh Arizona and Nashville for Zach Urban with the uh Predators and the uh Coyotes. You know, now that I think of it, let me see with the first period over numbers. We've have. Have we seen a lot well I'm tr- I think in Nashville we've seen we've seen more goals with these two teams. I think the games in Nashville as opposed to the games in uh Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, that last one was 7-5. A lot of a lot energy five.
0: in Nashville. Yeah, A lot yep. of energy.
1: Yeah, 7-5 to five it was for Arizona in Nashville back in November. And then they played in Arizona just a few weeks ago, and it was 3-2. And the Coyotes have won three straight uh, against wow. the Predators uh, as well. So we'll see. I want to see who's in net, too, because right now it's uh, projected to be Ingram. It is Ingram confirmed. And Ingram always wants to play well against Nashville. That's another thing to factor in. He used to be with the uh, Predators. Uh, UC Soros is expected but it has not been confirmed whether he is in net at the moment for the uh, Predators. You would expect that, though, first game uh, coming out of the break. All right, final game of this Saturday slate, and this will be the game that wraps up our live Ice Guys Betcast tonight. So we're looking forward to this game, and it's a pretty good one. Edmonton Oilers, Los Angeles Kings, Edmonton, of course, 17-1 and one now in their last 18 games, uh, and now they take on the L.A. Kings, Uh, who are playing their first game since the uh, All-Star break. Oilers, minus 120, road favorites, six the total. Again, advantage Edmonton, right? Two games since the break against Vegas and Anaheim. L.A. hasn't played since before the All-Star break. Normally, you would think, yeah, and they're a team that's in much better form, obviously. You would think, right, got to bet Edmonton here uh, in this game. That would be your first inclination, you know, in most instances. but it's not your average situation this is definitely a great bet cast game cuz i don't love anything pregame i don't it's a, edmonton got the win last night it was a good spot to fade them still uh, and i did cash the team total on anaheim even though the money line fell short but it is back to back on the road now although this is a very doable digestible back to back cuz la to Anna, or anaheim to la and you don't have to do there's no air travel you're staying in the same hotel. It's just basically a bus ride down the freeway. Uh, that's about it for these uh, two teams, right? Or for Edmonton, for any team when they do the LA Anaheim back-to-back. But I'm not going to go against the team that's coming off a coaching change. I'm just not going to do it. Even with the long layoff with the LA Kings, we are talking about a coaching change. We are talking about the debut of Jim Hiller behind the bench as the new head coach. for the. And he's not just the interim coach. He is the head coach for the rest of the season. Rob Blake already made the announcement that, um, you know, Jim Hiller's the guy. They're not going for Craig Barube. They're not bringing in anyone else from outside. Jim Hiller, for the rest of this season, is going to be the head coach for the uh, LA Kings taking over after the dismissal of Todd McClellan. And Jim Hiller's been around the block, he's been an assistant multiple places. He was on Mike Babcock's coaching staff in Toronto years ago uh, with the uh, Leafs. You know, Mike Babcock hired him as an assistant. Uh, The New York Islanders hired Jim Hiller as an assistant under Barry Trotz. Uh, And uh, then all of a sudden, one month after the Islanders fired Barry Trotz and replaced him with Lambert, Hiller got removed because Lambert didn't want him on his assistant staff. So uh, it was a brief stay with the Islanders. And then since uh, the beginning of last season, Hiller had been on Todd McClellan's staff with the the LA Kings. So this guy is experienced as an assistant, but now – He's the head coach. We'll see how it goes. But you know how these teams react. Usually first game after a coaching change, you get their attention. They play a better game. Wouldn't shock me to see that from the LA Kings here tonight in this game. I kind of like what John's saying in the chat, the first period, both teams to score. I think you could definitely see that here in this game. I don't know if I want to take LA pregame at just plus 105 against a team that's won 17 of their last 18 hockey games. That's not very easy to go against that. But I think when you look at this matchup here, it's Kings or pass for me. The layoff's concerning, but I think the back-to-back for Edmonton cancels it out. L.A. losing to Edmonton the last two years and the playoffs cancels it out. L.A. is going to want to beat this team so fucking badly because they've ended their season two years in a row in the first round and the coaching change. You, you would think – I shouldn't say we know the Kings are going to bring it. You would think they're going to bring it tonight. Coaching change, the opponent who has ended their season two years in a row – I'm not going against that, even with the layoff. LA or pass for me. I'm gonna see how this game starts in the bet cast and go from there. I think first period both teams to score is worth a look too. Uh what do you think here in this one, uh, Zach? Oilers, Kings.
0: Yeah, I'm with you too at the LA or pass for sure on this one. Uh if uh Edmonton comes out with a pretty convincing win, then maybe I'll be a little bit more believing after being eighteen and one. But uh, I think with the coaching change and stuff, typically, you know, teams come out pretty good and play pretty well and you know players have been calling out each other in that organization uh in the past uh couple of weeks too so hopefully they're all on the same board now and uh i'm thinking also maybe a little bit of that first period over as well uh and then that's probably i don't i honestly i'm a little worried about the t or uh total in the whole game i think that it might come out like hot start and then really settle in and slow down but la kings are past for me in this one
1: yeah i agree uh you, you won't see me going against the coaching angle. Uh, hardly ever. I've got to have a really good reason to fade a team the first game after a coaching change. And I'll say this about L.A. I mean, they did win their final game before the break against Nashville 4-2, the final game with Todd McClellan before they fired him. So, you know, they did actually get, you know, at least some semblance of confidence, at least for one game back in their, um, you know, back in their system before the break. Um, now they get the coaching change, and the one thing is they've had a few days to practice. So, uh, like I say, I expect the I expect the energy to be strong from the LA Kings tonight. Will it be enough to win? That remains to be. You are talking about you are trying to beat a team that's won seventeen of their last eighteen games. So it's obviously not going to be an easy task. But uh, I definitely think uh, LA situationally is the only way uh, I could bet this game from a side perspective. And again, that's going to wrap up the BetCast tonight, that Oilers-Kings game, which I'm very much looking forward to. Just like I am looking forward to the entire BetCast tonight. It's not looking at the moment like Alex will be uh, with us tonight for the BetCast, unless there's a magical cure or potion out there that cures whatever's ailing him right now. Uh, But uh, I will be there. We'll have a bunch of our guests there. I think Tim York's joining us. Landon, Stars fan, is going to be on the BetCast again. He already emailed me asking for the link. Uh, So we're going to have a great turnout tonight for the live BetCast. We did this last year for the first time, a Super Bowl weekend Saturday BetCast, and we're doing it once again tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, for the start of the Colorado-Florida game. Uh, We're looking forward to it. Uh, Make sure you DM or email uh, me uh, for a spot on the BetCast, and I'll send you the StreamYard link for the BetCast before it begins. 6 p.m. Eastern time. Looking forward to it, our Super Saturday Ice Guys live BetCast, 6 p.m. Eastern, Right on through until the end of the night when the Oilers and the Kings game wraps up. So and a big night ahead. Uh looking forward to that. And we hope you all join us either tuning in or joining us on the stream itself for the live betcast tonight beginning at six PM Eastern time. Also, patreon.com slash ice guys, just ten dollars per month. Our daily sides, totals, and player props are posted there each and every day. Goalie charts, totals charts, and more. Oh, and also, of course. Uh, we've got bonus videos and content that we filmed during the All Star break that's posted there. We're going to do a Q and A video in the near future that'll be posted for Patreon members exclusively on the page. Tons of bonus content, two Patreon exclusive live betcasts coming up this month. Dates to be determined. So make sure you don't miss any of that. And again, the ten dollar per month subscription goes a long way to supporting the show and keeping this show going in the long run so make sure you sign up patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars per month and also check out the ice guys store get your ice guys gear and merch at iceguys.myspreadshop.com all right we will be back in a moment for bargain bin special of the night and best bets uh, to wrap up this edition of the show But before we do that of course our daily sponsor now boston hemp inc as always it's time to hear it is, Boston Hemp Inc. Make sure you check them out. Our daily sponsor here of the Ice Guys show. Uh, and again, there's a promo code that you can use when you order any products on that website. Uh, make sure you do that. Uh, all the quality products from Boston Hemp Inc., Gummies, CBD products, you name it. You can find it on the site. Use promo code IceGuys, promo code Guys to save 20% off all orders over at Boston Hemp Inc. Dot .com. All right, it is time for Bargain Bin Special of the night. Huge Saturday card lots choose <coughs> from Zach. Have you found anything of your liking in the bargain bin?
0: Yeah, I am going with Sean Monahan anytime goal plus 320 for the Jets coming out party at home tonight for him or today. So, hoping for a hit on that.
1: There it is, Sean Monahan, time to rise up and get the job done. Plus, and it's a good price, plus 345 at Patano. Uh, for him to find the uh, back of the net. So Sean Monahan to finally get his first goal with the Winnipeg Jets, a uh, plus 345 for uh, Zach Urban, his, uh, spe- his bargain bin special of the night uh, for this um, Saturday slate. My bargain bin special uh, of the night. There's a couple candidates here that I have in mind uh, for this uh, slate, a couple of pretty decent uh, choices. Uh, let me see what I can find it. Let me see if this... Uh, There's a player I mentioned. No, it's not quite at that level, but uh, let me see here. There's one that I definitely wanted to maybe take a look at and make that uh, bargain bin uh, capable right now. He's been heating up lately. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is definitely. Jordan Martin, Carolina Hurricanes, plus 440. There you go. Uh, I I think, and look, he's scored in multiple games the last five or six games. Uh, Getting opportunities, more opportunities up the lineup right now for Carolina. So let's go with Jordan Martinuk, Carolina Hurricanes, plus 440 uh, for my bargain bin special of the night here for this Saturday uh, NHL card. Uh, No, a coming out party as far as fucking getting (laughs) offense going, man. Get your fucking head out of the gutter, man. (laughs) Come on, you knuckleheads. Let's go. Start using our minds here or brains. We're talking about him coming out party as far as his uh, offense getting it going there that's what we're talking about all right best bets here is what we're talking about now for this saturday nhl card uh all right uh, zach what do you like here for a uh, best bet
0: yeah i'm gonna go with uh boston bruins first period money line there's my best bet of the day
1: uh which what was that again
0: boston bruins first period money line
1: okay there you go boston uh Bruins. for And I like that. That's actually a good look, I think. Boston first period uh, to get the uh, job done. First period puck line, which you can get at uh, looks like minus a half at plus 130, plus 128 with Bruins first period puck line. So uh, I like that quite a bit uh, as well. I like the team total in that game on the uh, Bruins over three and a half. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to uh, that game. That's the final game of the afternoon slate. So Bruins puck line for Zach Urban with his best bet. My best bet I'm going to go to a puck line as well for my best bet. And uh, this is it, Winnipeg. You don't do it. You don't show up early tonight in this game. We're going to have some issues. We're going to have to leave you alone for a while and abandon you and let you, you know, toil in your own misery without stringing me along for the ride. So tonight it sets up great. They got thumped by this team just a few days ago. Now they get them on a back-to-back on the road. Hella Buck and net. Uh, they need the win. They're back home. Uh, minus a half plus 168 it's a great price winnipeg jets first period puck line minus a half plus 168 against the uh, pittsburgh penguins uh, for my best bet here for this saturday nhl card that's a wrap for this show but we are not done just yet we've got the betcast tonight 6 p.m eastern make sure you're tuning in and joining us right here on the Ice Guys YouTube channel for that. Start of the Avs Panthers game is when it begins. Make sure you join us. DM or email me for spot on the betcast, and we'll get you involved. Zach, some final words from you before we wrap it up.
0: Yeah, I'm just excited for the slate today. Obviously, some games are already underway. I think the flames are still up one nothing, so good start to the day.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It is a good start right there for the um Calgary Oh, one one. Play. Nope, that didn't Jinxed last. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that Figuring is good as much.
1: There you go, 1-1, Islanders tie it, so there you go. That's good for the uh, small little first, first period, period over, over shot I yep. in that game. Unfortunately, the other 1 o'clock games, we're still waiting for that second goal, and I don't think we're going to get it in Buffalo, so that's very, no. very disappointing. So uh, It is what it is. We've got a long day ahead. You know, you can't let you know wins or losses in the early part of the day get you too happy or too sad. It's a long day ahead, a lot of games and a lot of bets still to come, so pace yourselves, everybody. Ah, uh, just like we try to, we 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 will try to do tonight during the uh, betcast, six p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Looking forward to that; should be fun. We had a pretty good turnout Saturday night during the Super Bowl weekend last uh, week. Up uh, there, you go. It's going to be still one nothing Calgary. So it's so on. over- uh,
0: challenged it on yeah. over, offside. I think.
1: Yeah, looks like it's Woo. probably going to come back. So uh, looks like it's still going to be one zip Calgary in that game. But nevertheless. Great Saturday ahead! Lots of games. Betcast tonight. Make sure you join us for that. Reminder: The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, two p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. Oh, sorry, yet yeah, tomorrow's games. Shit, that's right. Um, we don't have lines, I don't think, for them yet. So we'll do them both right now. It's a great point. We got to do the uh, St. Louis, Montreal, Vancouver, Washington, St. Louis, Montreal. Depends on what happens today. I mean, if St. Louis somehow lost to Buffalo, I think I'd like them to more. I lean St. Louis anyway. Montreal hasn't always been great in these um, these two early, these Super Bowl weekend home games. They've not done great. I'm seeing DraftKings actually has this lineup, St. Louis and Montreal, as St. Louis minus 120 uh, in this game against... If the price is that cheap on St. Louis tomorrow, I might back the Blues in that game. Keep in mind it'll be Bennington in that game most likely because they started Joel Hofer uh, in net this afternoon against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So I would be leaning St. Louis, quite honestly, uh, in that game there with the uh, Blue, with the uh, Blues and the Canadians tomorrow. Uh, Zach, what's your first thoughts on that one there tomorrow, on Sunday, St. Louis and Montreal?
0: Yeah, I think if St. Louis comes out with the win today, I think they'll roll in and get another one tomorrow. So I'm going St. Louis either way, really, just like you. So not really a Habs fan, never have been. So I hope they lose.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'd be leaning St. Louis there too in that one uh, a little bit as well and uh, get the uh, job done as a short road favorite. Again, I have it doesn't mean for sure I'll be locking in the Blues, but it certainly means I'd be leaning in that direction. I'd want to, regardless of what happens, now they're trailing Detroit 1-0 right now. If they lose again today, it might be for me really get involved quite a bit with Vancouver tomorrow in Washington against the reeling Washington Capitals. Uh the Canucks are -155 road favorites at DraftKings in that game, six the total. I'll probably be on Vancouver team total either way because I've been on these team total overs fading Washington lately. Washington's just given up four goals, uh well five goals per game on average their last five games, but routinely they've been given up at least four goals. But if Vancouver were to lose again today to Detroit and then uh roll into DC tomorrow afternoon on a two game losing streak, a very rare two game losing streak. I think that would make Vancouver even more um, appealing tomorrow in that game against Washington. Cause I get the tough spot. John is Washington good enough to take advantage of it. I don't think so right now with what I'm seeing from the it's back to back for Washington too. Cause they're uh, against Boston this afternoon. So if Van- I'll be on t- Canuck team total over for sure, this will be on my card. Whatever happens today is it, it does not, matter to this bet i'll be on canuck team total over for the uh, canucks uh in this game tomorrow regardless but i think it'll be an even stronger look if they lose again today to detroit because then they won't screw around uh, and they won't uh, mess around with uh, washington and take them for granted they'll want to come out take care of business uh, and take care of a team that's struggling right now so right now i'll probably be on canucks team total over three and a half in that game what do you think here zach vancouver washington for
0: sunday yeah, I think if uh, if the Wings end up lose, or sorry, the Canucks end up losing today to the Wings, uh, they'll probably come out with a big win tomorrow. So I'm gonna kind of wait and see the outcome of today's games. Uh, Demko is going to be a net tomorrow for the Canucks, I'm sure. Yeah. And I don't really have much confidence in Washington throughout this whole season. So I think Canucks probably either way with the outcome. Not even sure if I'll lay anything or not. We'll see what the value is uh, come tomorrow.
1: Yeah, because Casey DeSmith is in net this afternoon in in the Motor City for Vancouver against Detroit. So that tells you right there, definitely we're going to see uh, Thatcher Demko uh, tomorrow uh, in net for the uh, Canucks. And like I said, it doesn't matter what Washington does today. It doesn't matter to me what Vancouver does this afternoon. That Canuck team total over three and a half. That will probably be on my card tomorrow for a super bowl sunday all right great stuff Uh, that is the uh that's the show now uh ready to wrap it up and again betcast tonight 6 p.m eastern make sure you join us for that uh and a reminder the ice guys like i said is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms For Zach Urban, I'm Ian Cameron. One more shout-out, too, to Alex B. Smith. Hope he feels better sooner rather than later. Uh, Awful timing for this to happen to him, but uh, I know he'll pull through it like he always does. We will see you tonight. Enjoy the games and good luck. We will see you tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time, for the uh, Super Saturday Super Bowl weekend Ice Guys Live Betcast. We'll see you later tonight for the Ice Guys Live Betcast right here on the Ice Guys.